You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. It's an honour and my genuine pleasure to, for the first time, say welcome to the WAL This Week. I'm your host, Neil Pickup, and I'll be here all night. Well, when I say all night, I actually mean for the whole of the show, which, to be fair, is only about 35 minutes long, guys. So for anyone out there who's currently experiencing a massive rush of disappointments due to comparisons with my original promise, I'm pretty sure my wife would probably empathise. She has to deal with a similar disappointment once, or sometimes even twice a week when she's a really lucky girl. Anyway, let's not dwell on any dissatisfaction caused by the small stuff, which is incidentally what I tell her, and instead move swiftly on to the core focus of the show. That being what's hot, what's not, and what should be in the World Arm Wrestling League this week. So, the world's premier arm wrestling promotion is back with a bang and we start things this year in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thursday the 18th of April from 8pm at Stage AE, 400 North Shore Drive, we'll see the return of the World Arm Wrestling League with the 501 event and what a card we have lined up. The ladies, we see the return of Victoria Carlson. Swedish standout, and she will face a new star in the World Arm Wrestling League, Canada's Nancy Locke, a former world champion who's returning to her roots and trying to re-establish her name in the game of Iron Arms. In the lightweight division, we see the return of a two-time hammer holder in Tony Katowski, but he faces a very dangerous threat in the form of Doug Ehrlich. Both these men went up to middleweight and have made their name on the circuit in that division. They're cutting weight, they're coming down. These are giant lightweights, and this should be all about power. I cannot wait for this encounter. Another former hammer holder is Mr. Storm Cellino. Here on his right arm, he will face Jordan the Thrill Sill. Both these men are coming off losses and want to re-establish their name in the WAL. This should be intense and fueled with energy from the get-go. Can Jordan Sill's power contain the top role of Storm Cellino? That iron wrist of Cellino has cut through many big men. Can he make Jordan Sill the next name on that list? WAL 501 features a world title defence as Rob Vigent Jr. defends his middleweight hammer against an incredibly dangerous threat. Craig Touye, the Fury, as a man who's finished runner-up to Todd Hutchins a couple of times in the middleweight division and he is trying to snatch the title from the ultra-impressive Vigent Jr. 
RVJ was undefeated in 2018, but the fans were calling out for the Fury to get a shot at him. These men have met before, and Tulier came out on top. This one should be thunder and lightning, guaranteed. And the main event of WAL 501 is something very, very special. One of the most highly anticipated matches in world arm wrestling between two men who have never met before at the table. Toddzilla, Todd Hutchins, is one of the most dominant middleweight arm wrestlers of his generation. He moved successfully into the heavyweight division in 2018 and had two stellar and outstanding performances. He now faces arguably his biggest test in his professional career as he faces No Limits Devon Larratt. The Soldier Boy Superman from the Frozen North is a man with so many weapons, so many tools and so much technical range. Can he find a way to cut through and avoid the raw, chaotic horsepower of Toddzilla? The man from the United States has never looked more powerful. He tore through Ron Bath and battled his way to victory against Marcio Barboza. Devon Larratt brings a whole new sphere of capabilities and a whole new level of threat to the man from North America. This match has opinions split throughout the world of arm wrestling, but one thing most people agree on is that it will be a war and it will be something that the world wants to see. One thing for sure, the opinions of these two athletes as they head into this main event clash is something that the world of arm wrestling wants to hear. I had the opportunity to catch up with both men individually as they get ready to leave it all on the table at the World Arm Wrestling League's 501 event. The headline event of WAL 501 in Pittsburgh is without question Toddzilla, Todd Hutchins versus Devon, No Limits, Larratt. I managed to catch up with Toddzilla to find out his thoughts and feelings as he heads into arguably the toughest match of his professional arm wrestling career. Are you ready for the Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you very much, Neil. If you wanted to start a podcast with a big match, I'm not sure there is a bigger or certainly a more interesting match than Toddzilla versus Devon Larratt. I, I agree with you there. It's probably the biggest match I've had in... Yeah. 12 years, maybe. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, for probably five, six years, this has been a match that's been sort of whispered in conversation after events, before events. It's one of those matches, mate, I think that everybody has wanted to see. And, and what I wanted to understand, really, was from yourself, do you feel that? Is this a match that you wanted to know? How am I going to do against this guy? You've you've arm wrestled tall guys. You've arm wrestled shorter guys. You've arm wrestled super strong guys. You've arm wrestled against really fast guys. Devon probably brings a little bit of all those elements. How do you feel you match up with this guy? Uh, I think any reasonable analysis gives Devon the advantage in pretty much every category. I have wanted to pull him for a long time, but not so much... I'd rather just do it in his garage, if you know what I mean, instead of when all this money's on the line, especially when it's yeah. the first match of a new season. 
But the interesting thing is, Todd, I mean, let, let, let's look at that a little bit. I mean, obviously, if we track back into your uh, history within the World Arm Wrestling League, and it's an impressive one. Very, very few people can match your stats. You've been the hammer holder at middleweight, pretty much untouchable. Let's concentrate right arm. You're pretty untouchable on that right arm as a competitive middleweight. You then move up to the heavyweight division, probably by uh, public demand, more than necessarily you wanting to do so. And where some people might have been a little bit concerned about how you would do, how you'd progress in there and whether you'd be as dominant, I think it's fair to say you might even have been more dominant. I mean, your performance against Ron Bath was absolutely outstanding. You actually broke Ron Bath, which is something that most people haven't done. Uh, and then you got an incredibly impressive win against Marcio. Do you feel better at heavyweight, mate? I I, I do. My confidence went. My confidence got a big boost when uh, after the match with Ron, after the very first round with Ron, mm -hmm. I did because I was tentative about whether or not I belonged in that class, and I did. I felt really, really good after the first match with Ron, and after about the what was it? One, two, three. My the fourth match with Marcio, I go, hey, this isn't, I mean, these guys are bigger and stronger, but they're not crazy stronger than what I was used to. Yep. I mean, they, they, they felt stronger than anybody in the middleweight class, but they didn't feel, you know, 10 times stronger than anybody in the middleweight class. They felt more like 10 to 20% stronger. Yeah. Now, when you, when you actually got into the hook with Ron very, very early in that match, and he put a couple of sort of dummy hits into you, it looked like he'd run into a brick wall. And you could see the sort of look, of, and, and Ron Bath, the super experienced guy, but you could see that look of, wow, this guy's got a lot more horsepower than I thought, than, than clearly he expected. So I think there was a little bit of a feeling out process early on in that match. But from where I was, was standing, it looked like towards the end of the match, you'd actually, um, you realised you were in a different league of horsepower on that day. When it was inside and I, I got on his hand, you know, where I, where I kept his hand from going out. Yeah, I felt really comfortable. I I really, I'm surprised he didn't change things up a little bit more than he did. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just think he was uh, launching a little bit slower than I was. I think if he was quicker off go, I think he could have gotten outside more and made it made it uglier like what Marcio did. Because Marcio's definitely quicker than Ron and quicker than me. Yeah. Um, but if you had a, if if there was a sort of um, way to solve the puzzle of Toddzilla, most people would say it's look, blast the guy's hand open, and then before he gets chance to really settle himself and start to drive sideways, you've probably got as much or more side pressure than anybody in the game. Finish it, get it over with. Now, it's fair to say that at heavyweight, Marcio was unable to do that. Certainly for the duration, got a couple of wins there, but couldn't do it for the duration. When it turned inside. There was nothing really from Ron. And one of the things that you've made your name on has been this endurance factor. John Brzezink's spoken about it many, many times. Other people that have experienced matches with yourself have spoken about it many times. I think my first real introduction to just how significant that was was probably your first match with Marcio back in the uh, in the league, in the NAL. Now, Devon Larratt, in a similar situation, has earned his name by outlasting people. Does that kind of thing concern you, or does that excite you? It's interesting. I don't the the whole term endurance and arm wrestling always confuses me because I think 
the people with the most endurance are just the people with the most strength. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're 10 pounds stronger than the other guy and he's going full blast, you're doing 90%. So you should mm -hmm. have more endurance at 90% than he does at hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Devin, Devin's endurance is more impressive because he usually engages it from a losing position. Sure. Somebody usually hits him over to about the 10 o'clock position. Then he does all that goofy voodoo ninja yoga shit where he twists his body all up into a coil. Yep. And then and then he just grinds the guy out and then reverses the match and drags it all the way over. That that to me is way more impressive than just sacrificing your hand and going sideways with your shoulder. Mm -hmm. So the analogy you're drawing there really is around um, nobody's got endurance when they're sprinting. If you're working... Anywhere near your red line, that endurance factor is going to play out, so it fades a, a lot quicker than you might expect. Do you feel like going into this match, you may be stronger than Devon? Uh, forget the levers. Forget yeah. the sort of length of arm. Forget the technique, in a way. If this comes down, if at any stage of this match, you can box this man in, and you can get him into a straight-up dogfight when you're arm-on-arm, do you think you may have more top end than he has? I think we're close, but I I, I can't believe I'm stronger than him. Because um, I watch his matches with, with bigger people than me. I, uh, the only thing that's, that would be odd is I'm not sure he's used to arm wrestling people that are under six feet tall. Where yeah. I'm far more used to arm wrestling people that are over 6'4". Yeah. So, you know he's probably he's probably stronger than I am with somebody at his height, mm -hmm. but it's pro I'm probably more used to arm wrestling taller people than he is shorter people. So yeah. even if his strength is uh, higher than mine, it's probably not in the actual direction that we're going to end up pulling. Now, one of the interesting things about that you talk about, obviously, the direction you'll end up pulling. I, I think um, most people could probably point to where Devin's going to try to go. He's seen uh, other opponents have success with you by taking control of your hand and wrist early. And I think Devin's probably feeling also a little bit of pressure coming into this match because his last outing in the World Arm Wrestling League resulted in a loss. Uh, and you're a pretty significant banana skin. You're a guy that's come up from middleweight. You shouldn't beat a man of his physical stats and yet he'll be very very aware of just what you bring in here you've got crazy horsepower do you feel like you're in a situation here to some extent where you can't lose oh i think i think he's got more to lose than i do because if he yeah. wins he 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 beat uh he beat an old middleweight and if i win i I beat one of the greatest arm wrestlers ever. I mean, every video I watch of Devin, they always introduce him as the greatest or one of the greatest or potentially mm -hmm. the greatest arm wrestler ever. When they introduce me, it's always, and here's 52-year-old Todd Hutchings. <laughs> so <laughs> in the end, all I got to do, if I can win one or two of these matches, I'd probably come out looking sexy. I think uh, to, you, to your eternal credit, mate, you always sort of talk yourself down, and it's a smart strategy in many ways, but... I think uh, when you're around the circles of arm wrestling, there is no one. Even the people that you've had clashes with from a character perspective on the table, like Rob Vigent Jr., that would ever doubt what you bring. I mean, you are a very, very dangerous man to arm wrestle. And one of the biggest issues you've got there is that you don't mind being in a bad position. You can arm wrestle from anywhere. Do you feel like there's a pressure on Devon to engage this match? 
at some stage he's got to sort of run the gauntlet because he'll always uh, want to beat a guy convincingly. He doesn't want to... Ju- and when I say convincingly, I don't mean just put you to bed quickly. He wants people to see that he is the better man on the day. And unless he sort of comes into where your power is, he probably can't do that. Um, I think as long as he doesn't win on fouls, he probably gets what he wants. We'll probably go inside once just because he's really good there and I'm good there. But uh, I think in the end, he hits outside like Marcio did. And yeah. it's not so much that I want to arm wrestle in a bad position. It's just that when you're when you give up all that height, you know, I can't keep my, you know, if the guy's taller than I am, they can drop their wrist, lean back on their elbow and generate all kinds of crazy height up through their wrist where my forearm's almost vertical. So I, I got to use just my fingers to try to contain all their back pressure, which is why I end up with my hand in that stupid position. But the, the straps help that, you know, so as long as I can just keep my knuckles up, it's uh we're still pulling wrist to wrist and that's uh it, it it looks ugly but it doesn't feel bad on my side you know what i mean <laughs> yeah absolutely do you feel like uh, i mean obviously i'd have to suggest that as your weight has increased it looks like the power has increased as well certainly in the arm anywhere around the elbow do you feel like there's been some benefit there in your wrist in your hand have you seen that sort of uh, strength increase throughout your arm, throughout your hand, throughout your wrist, or has there been sort of areas where you haven't had the same gain? I uh oh no, gain in weight makes you stronger. I I highly recommend that if you if you can gain twenty or thirty pounds, you will definitely get stronger. I I mean I'm even surprised at how much stronger I've got. My hand is still weaker than my arm, but a lot of that's just got to do with just the geometry because my hands are fairly small. Mm-hmm. But uh. Well, with the WAL, it's it's so much easier to get into the straps that, you know, if you're going to be tied wrist to wrist, it's nice to have that hand position. But if you can still pull through the wrist, you know, using your biceps and shoulders, you know, it's still side pressure. What excites me about you in the heavyweight division is you match up so well and so interestingly. And that's what this is about. It's engaging for people. Um, to see you pull the roster in the World Arm Wrestling League. And then if you did return to middleweight, just adds more excitement, adds more fuel. Um, it's been an honour and an absolute pleasure to talk to you as always, mate. And uh, I know I'm not alone in saying that I cannot wait to see you um, and to see what happens for you this season. I think you've got some great matches lined up and thank right. you very much. OK, let's take a little break and we will be back in a moment. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Neil Pickup. You're listening to World Arm Wrestling League this week. And let's pick up exactly where we left off. Devin Larratt certainly isn't bored these days. He's travelling around the globe and seems to be everywhere and anywhere that they have an arm wrestling table. He returns to WAL 501 in Pittsburgh and he has a very difficult opponent in Toddzilla, Todd Hutchins. The man from the US represents a massive banana skin as Devon Larratt tries to get back to winning ways. Devon Larratt, welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week. What a pleasure it is to have you on, mate. How's things? 
Things are really good. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Now, I've got to say, um, I think everybody in the world will be aware that you are probably the busiest arm wrestler on the planet right now. Yeah, I have been globetrotting, to put it mildly. Yeah. Mate, you've been, you've been all over the world, and, and it seems like it's a, a never-ending <laughs> circle for you. You don't seem to be in Canada for two minutes, and you're off somewhere else. Yeah, it's, it's been really great. I had this opportunity in my life right now to travel because of the sport, and I am taking advantage of it at the moment. I'm getting to see, geez, in the last, well, since the World Arm Wrestling season ended, I've been to Poland, Japan, India, uh, Norway, all over Australia, and now just back from Malaysia. So, yeah, I've been picking up on culture all around the world. Now, as we record this thing, uh, as we chat now, we're basically a week away from Pittsburgh. WAL 501, and you're facing Toddzilla, Todd Hutchins. This is a match that's highly anticipated, um, I think, by probably everybody all around the world. Just as a starting point, mate, is it highly anticipated by you? Is this a guy you've wanted to pull? I remember in Atlantic City uh, was the first time that Hutchings kind of fell into my sights. I don't really think about a lot of arm wrestlers that are lighter than me, lighter than me, uh, mm -hmm. as in I'm gonna, uh, as in I really think about them as competitors. Um, that that's that was a bit different with with Todd. I mean, I've I've watched him kick ass. I've watched him beat, dominate his category. Of you know, I've seen him. Obviously, he's John Brzezink's main training partner for so many years. He's yeah. beat a lot of the people that that I've encountered as well. I mean, what he did last year with uh, with uh, Marcio and Ron Bath, and yeah. he's beaten guys like Dave Randall, but. In Atlantic City, I think it was 2014, there was a time I remember getting just just getting close to him in person and just kind of really looking at him and sizing him up. And I remember just sensing uh, a real aura of strength about him. There was just, Oh, there really is, isn't there? The guy he, just feels strong. I mean, you feel like virile. I thought, you know, if I get lucky tonight, somebody's getting pregnant. And that was just from standing like a foot away from the dude. Yeah, he's definitely got that. Like, and I, and that was the first time that I really sensed it around him. And I was like, "Wow, this dude is—he's uh, a really strong man." Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, ever, ever since then, I've I've kind of wanted to test the waters a bit. And yeah, now finally, five years later, we're we're both in the same weight category. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and here it is, season opener. And the funny thing is, mate, you're you know your weight is going to be really similar. If Todd comes in here at sort of the 230, 235 mark, which is not any, by any means outside the realms of possibility, where are you sat at right now? I'm probably 245 in the morning. So Okay, so you are the bigger boy. Yeah, I, I am bigger than, than him. Uh, I'm taller. Um, I'm longer. Uh, you know, you see some lightweight pullers do amazing stuff. Not that he's a lightweight mm. puller, but he's definitely one of those guys who's, you know, he he's he's a star. He's punching above his weight. I mean, evidenced by the fact that he just 
brought Ron Bath and then defeated Marcio. And, and that's got to concern you a little bit. You know, these are common opponents, the guys, particularly in the case of Marcio, that perhaps not in the shape you're in now, to be fair, but you've had some pretty entertaining battles within the not too uh, distant past. Yeah, every single time I match up with either of those two guys, Ron Bath or Marcio, in my entire history, they've always been close. I don't think that I've ever destroyed either one of them, to be fair. So, mm. uh, yeah. So, yeah, we, we do on paper look like we would be a pretty good match. The funny thing is, I think, I think um, you've got to be perceived here as the guy with the pressure coming into this match because for me and correct me if you see this differently mate but for me Todd Hutchins is kind of like this giant banana skin he's like and, and and I'll tell you why because he's the guy that's like sort of the 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 Mirko Crow Cop of arm wrestling and what I mean by that is Mirko Crow Cop made his name in UFC and in MMA by walking in there confident as hell and you knew, and everybody in the place knew, and the guy he was fighting knew that he is going to try and throw a left high kick and kick you in the head. And even though everybody knew that that's what he was going to do, five minutes later, somebody's flatline unconscious, and he kicked them in the head. And for me, it's a little bit like that with Todd. He's the guy that walks in there. You know that he's going to throw an absolute ton of side pressure and just brute force at you to the side and you may bust his wrist back and you may not bust his wrist back but you know that unless you put that guy to bed he can hang in there all day and he's biblically strong yeah i mean i agree with with what you're saying uh he does he is a known quantity i mean People know that if the match stops, he's got relentless shoulder commitment. Uh, you know, and I don't even, he's not even really so much pressing, but he's just, it's like he's throwing a ball like super, mm -hmm. hump, you know, but he's on an arm wrestling table, like yep. not stop. Uh, but it's never really the side pressure that, that scares me so much. It's his, it's his overall arm wrestling ability. I think that that's what a lot of people, don't think about i think that when you look at a lot of these arm wrestlers people start to see oh he's got side pressure or oh he's got this move or that move and, and i think that that's a lot of the ways that it expresses and that's what you kind of see but behind what you're seeing is a fully a full package arm wrestler and and that's really what i'm preparing for in, in todd like i mean he's a guy who spends a lot of time on the table he trains in all vectors so it's not his side pressure that scares me. It's it's his full package and ability to be balanced on the table. Now, if you look at how you match up with him, and, that, you know, if I was to look at your strategy going into this, or if I was sat in your shoes where I'd be knowing what skill set you've got personally, because of the height, because of those leverage advantages, for me, it's as simple as you need to break open the man's hand and then take up a residency at the back of the pad and last him out. And, and I think that um, if you can do that with your arm on the A side of the table, it's a very, very difficult match for Todd to win. And I think he probably acknowledges that as well. But you're the kind of guy that worries me a little bit because of the fact that due to your history, you like being in difficult situations. You like dogfights. And somewhere along the line, 
I feel like you might commit and you might try and run into this guy headlong. Is that a myth you can dispel or is there some reality there? Well, yeah, I'm, I really love to make my victory as secure as possible. And if, if I'm winning, you kind of know how much respect I'm going to give the guy by, by how much I'm letting him in, in the match. Um, now I don't even know if it's, I don't know exactly where I'm going to sit, but if I can, if I can win round one in the way that you described, and if I feel any kind kind of confidence, I would love to go in and beat him. I'd love to make him quit, you know, and this Mm. is, this is something that to me would be an epic victory. An epic victory would be to make Todd Hutchings quit. Mm. Um, You know, very hard to do. And yet, I mean, knowing, knowing what he's all about, difficult task, but to me, that's very appealing. And yeah, uh, yeah, something I might play with. That's, That's exactly the demon that sits on your shoulder that I'm referring to. You know that, and 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 it. Let me ask you a question, then, mate. Is this about that satisfying victory today, tomorrow, next week in Pitt, Pittsburgh, or is this about the end game being the man? Is this about going, retaining, or regaining what you lost to Michael Todd, beating Dave Chafee, and is Todd a means to an end, a stepping stone? And I mean that with the greatest of respect. Is he a guy that you've got to get through and get past in order to start to re-legitimise yourself? Because you've just come off the back of a couple of significant losses on a global scale, and I know you don't like to lose. No, of course I don't like to lose. Uh, my my goals in arm wrestling are always long. Um, I'm always thinking, uh, you know, I, I'm not thinking only about the match coming up. I'm thinking about the season. I'm thinking about the next five years. I'm thinking about the next 20 years. In mm-hmm. uh, no, no way uh, is this all that matters to me. And is, in no way am I, am I going to die after this match happens. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I do see it as a stepping stone. I see it as a route back to taking that hammer back at the end of the season. Um, yeah, Todd's in my way. He's the first of first of three, I think, this year. Devin, it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you, mate. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. I know it's closing in now. I think uh, the match with yourself and Todd is going to be certainly one of the most fascinating and interesting matches that there's ever been in the World Arm Wrestling League. And um, I want to Wish both yourself and Todd the very best, mate. I want to say thank you for joining us on the show, and I hope it delivers on the promise, mate. Hey, love you, Neil. I'm, I'm going to crush that guy. <laughs> Take it easy, brother. See you soon. Guys, I want to say thank you for tuning in to the World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. We'll be back soon, and we can't wait to see you again. 
Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.